When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It's Monday, January 23rd, and my ADD is going to be all over the place today because there's so much to go over. I've got top Wall Street bets mentions for Friday, uh, Monday forecast list, uh, Tesla to go over. It is earnings week with huge earnings. Um, Zip Trader, he had three stocks that are in short squeezes. Spotify layoffs, Elliott Management took a new position. They're the ones that went into Pinterest and, and popped Pinterest. Um, JP Morgan, Bank of America, starting a new cash app. I want to go over Avaya, which I told you my friend works at, which probably heading towards bankruptcy, but kind of, you know, the stock. Let's take a look at that one. Boyle, I wanted to talk about some of the energy plays, why I think Netflix is still a buy. Um, DRV, uh, which is our real estate short, and the weekly stock pick. Uh, and... um. There were tons and tons of cross-ups. If you have TrendSpider, you can use my algorithm to go and scan the energy sector, scan the ARC funds. Um, you can scan uh, any of those uh, using either my, my you know, market scanner or strategy tester. The strategy tester is the algorithm. But if you don't have TrendSpider, you can sign up using the link below and use uh, code DSP25 for 25% off. Um, but yeah, there's too many to go over. I will go over probably about 15 scans where the stocks, um, should be moving up there. They have a bullish direction in the algorithm. So you can take a look at that. Um, I was mentioning earlier that there was a lot of green, um, on my screen when I looked at the daily stock picks core portfolio that saved in, um, in TrendSpider as well. And if you have TrendSpider, and want that those lists, the either the scanner, the algorithm, or my core lists, which I have five, I think right now. There's the um, core uh, core investments by Gary, energy names that we trade and own, the levered ETFs, the low cost Vanguard ETFs, and the spider sectors. And those are ones that you can get access to uh, and scan yourself, and just take a look at those types of things if you want the market scanner. Um, my scanner is a, I can save it and share it with you as well. The algorithm is a little bit of a setup, but it's not too hard. So let's take a look at spy and I've got spy screen up on my, uh, up on my screen right now. And if you're, uh, listening on a podcast and you want to go to YouTube live and look at these, um, these charts, just go to the transcript. You can go to transcript and look for spy. I think this is my first or second mention of SPY, uh, but you can look for um, Good Morning as well just to try and see when the when the podcast starts. So just make uh, sure you recognize what the timestamp is on the chart that you want to listen to uh, during the podcast. And at some point in time, I will put together a kind of tutorial uh, as to how to listen on the podcast and then go and look on YouTube. It's pretty simple, um, pretty easy. Uh, we'll take a look at SPY right now. You're above the 200-day. The 200-day is at 385. You're trading at 396. There is a clear, clear ceiling at 4,000. And 4,000, uh, if we put this uh, right at 4,000, SPY at 400, I mean, th that's where you're kind of going is 400. And if I just put it right at 400 here, um, you can clearly see we hit it here kind of broke down over it, hit it here, kind of broke down, hit it here, broke down. So until we get over that hump, I don't want to say that this is a, a, a upward trending uh, market because again, you're over the 200 day um, and you're clearly filling these gaps down below. And there's a gap down below here at 359 to 364. And that's from the October lows. And the October lows are what people are talking about we go back to at some point in time. Uh, the Fed is set to raise 0.25% um, this meeting, probably the following meeting. 
We've got huge earnings this week from a lot of tech sector uh, names. Uh, Logitech, Verizon, Microsoft, Boeing, Tesla, AT&T, American Airlines, Intel, American Express, Chevron. Um, you've got a lot, a, a lot. Johnson & Johnson reports tomorrow. A lot of uh, uh, earnings that will be coming out. So SPY is kind of up here just on the MACD. It's just above the, the oscillator, um, so it's rather high. It looks like it's trending to cross up. The RSI is at 58. I have money in my parents' account that they want me to manage for them. They gave me a bunch of money. I'm not looking to put that money to work right now just because, A, I want to see what earnings mean this week because we had a really good week last week. Um, B, I want to see what the Fed does. If for some reason the Fed goes with another three-quarter rate hike, uh, you will see this market tank down probably to cover this gap. And I do think at some point in time this year, uh, we cover this gap down below. I think you're in a trading range this year. Um, there's a lot of good news out there that people think we're heading into a soft landing. Um, that could be, but I don't know. The one that I, I wanted to point out to you guys today is Wayfair, symbol W. It was up 22% on Friday. It is up another, let's just see here. Um, I'm looking at Active Trader Pro right now. It is up another um, 17% today at 55. This chart was clear, and I shouldn't, I should have seen it, but the algorithm had you in on January 4th at $33. $33. Doesn't mean that I would have automatically gotten you in because it's a downward sloping trend, but now that you've crossed that 200-day, I should have gotten you in at $38 once you cross that 200-day because the gap up here at 52 to 55 was clear. It's covered that gap. Now, when you look at Finviz, which everybody should have access to, uh, it's a free website, finviz.com. Just go and look because January 23rd today, Webbush comes out, $38 price target. We've greatly outpaced out that one. JP Morgan came out today, raised their price target to 63. Bank of America raised their price target to 65. You're trading at 57 right now. It, that, those price targets are right up here to fill this secondary gap. I'm not saying that you could do it because you're creating some gaps here as well. Uh, there's gaps down just as well as there's going to be gaps up. So I'm not sure where this one goes. You are not making money. This will be a either. If you buy a lot of things from Wayfair, uh, if you shop online and buy rug, I buy rugs from Wayfair. Um, I love their rugs. I'm looking for a new desk chair. Went to Wayfair and went to Overstock. Kind of compare the two, uh, just depending on what I like. <clears throat> but I like both, both sites. Uh, so I should probably be buying these. Uh, the top Wall Street bets mentions for Friday. Uh, I took a look at this because, again, I'm getting into that degenerate sector since I started trading a GNS on Friday. Um, Netflix was one. Netflix will probably get put in my core portfolio. Um, I haven't added it to the core portfolio. I have traded it, um, and I've traded it fairly well, but you can clearly see, I mean, if we just go with a, a, a three kind of, you know, touching three points here and we start back here, July of last year, and we touch three points and then we do a three point up top, you're at the upper section of this. Um, I would say if you're at 324. 320 to 330, I think you enter this one. I think it does come back to that, that realm. Um, but, you know, at, at this, they have $30 billion in cash flow. $30 billion in cash flow. Or I'm sorry, $3 billion in cash flow. I added a zero. What's the big deal? $3 billion, $30 billion. But they have a ton, a ton of cash flow. This is the only streaming company that's actually making money. Disney, losing money. Um, on their streaming, uh, Warner Brothers losing money, uh, Paramount Global losing money, um, Hulu losing money. All of those things are losing money. Uh, Netflix is not. Another one that I've actually missed, uh, and I talked about this just on YouTube just a little while ago. Tesla, Tesla. This will be studied in business books for the next twenty years. This year alone for Tesla, because they missed their fifty percent growth target from last year. 
but they're currently bouncing off a, a low of 101, uh, which happened, uh, let me see, um, right here on January 6th. And you can clearly see the volume is just trending upward. It is trending upward. Today, it's up 2.7%. Um, their earnings are coming up Wednesday. The RSI is at 63. This is not one that I would say, hey, get into it, except for the fact that it's fallen so much. <clears throat> at 136, I'm kind of tempted to add back into my position. If you remember, I sold out of all my Tesla and all my ARC in December. I took a loss on the ARC funds. I had a gain in Tesla, so I can buy back in whenever I want. I'm not restricted from the tax loss harvesting that I did. Um, now, it's, in, it's important to know the algorithm here, which got you in at 119 before it dipped down to 101. Uh, 119, it was in an upward trend. It immediately dipped down, but the algorithm never got you out. Never got you out. Um, and, and part of that is because the algorithm includes some, uh, some, uh, some moving averages, and you can see the 9 and the 21 are crossing up on the 50-day. That's a positive move. Um, it's short-term. So it's not considered long-term, and you do have earnings coming up. What will Elon say? Will Elon say, hey, I got a new CEO for Pinterest? I've said the day that happens, this one's a 20% popper. I think this one moves from like 130 up to 150, 150, 160. Um, the 200 days up here at 204, that is still a target um, because it constantly kind of goes above that 200 day and stuff. There's a gap here between 259 and 265. I don't think that that's in play yet because it's above that 200-day line. But if you look at any of the charts, retail traders have been piling in. Just like crypto, they're piling in to Tesla. And that's what drove Tesla before. Uh, make no mistake about it, Tesla is still expensive. That PE is 41. The po forward PE is 31. Earnings per share this, this year expected to go up um, uh, 7%. So it's not expected to grow a huge amount. Performance year to date, if you would have bought January 1st, you're only up 8%. But I say only. But this is a huge stock. This was a game-changing stock over the past 5, 7, 10 years. Uh, this made many people what's called Tesla Nairs. Uh, and it's the second most um, mentioned on Wall Street Bex. So Netflix was, or Tesla was the next one. Netflix was the first one. The next one, NDA. I don't even know about this one. I, I'm not even going to go into that one. GNS was the next one. This is one that is in a short squeeze. We traded this one Friday. Uh, I got in, I think, at like $4. Got out around $4.80. Um, Mike on YouTube was the, the legend uh, of Friday where uh, it went up to $5.50 and we started mocking him because he had uh, paper hands and he said he got out at five. Well, most of us waited and we, we never got above five again. Um, but this is one that Zip Trader Charlie brought up and he says that it could probably go up. Now, the CEO, here's what you have to know about GNS. It is not worth $4 a share. It is not worth $1 a share. It is probably a bankrupt company. Um, and it pumped down on open, even with increased volume, it just pumped down. Um, you're looking at expanding Bollinger Bands live um, right here. The RSI is down at 32. The MACD is way below the oscillator. It just has no strength whatsoever. Um, you can trade this one. I wouldn't own this one for more than an hour. Uh, honest to God, I just wouldn't own this one for more than an hour. Uh, it's not worth it, but if the CEO cut, what happened was the CEO announced, hey, we're coming in against short, uh, naked short selling. There were something like, let me look at my notes, um, uh, 124 million shares shorted. Okay, 124 million shares shorted. Um, and when you look, they only have a 10 million share float. How are you shorting 124 million shares? And that's what causes the price to spike. Uh, GNS is down 6% uh, today. It, it has no kind of bones about it, but the only reason it pumped was because the CEO said, hey, we're hiring an FBI agent. Uh, the next uh, Wall Street bets is 
Bed Bath & Beyond. This one I played as well, played for a nice gain. It's got no momentum whatsoever. It's coming down. The volume's coming down. People are just less interested in this one. Uh, they've said, hey, we're going to sell the business. We're going to break it up and sell our baby business. They may avert bankruptcy if they're able to do that. You got a gap here between two, 209 and 250. 209 to 250. You're trading at 322. There's no reason to get into this one. Uh, it is just not, you know, again, if you want to play those short squeezes, don't hold them for more than an hour. If you have a full-time job, do not get into these names. Do not buy and pray that these are going up. Google is one that was a top um, name on Wall Street bets. This never happens. Uh, Google, Microsoft, Apple, and Amazon are, are the next ones. Uh, Google, we trade G-O-O-G. And the reason we trade G-O-O-G over G-O-O-G-L, G-O-O-G-L has voting rights, but you will never, absolutely never get a vote. Your vote will not count. You may vote, but Larry and Sergey own so many shares, you're never going to trounce them. And they will change the rules several times so that they'll continue to hold all the voting rights. Um, news over the weekend is that Larry and Sergey were called in because uh, ChatGPT, the AI in that, is uh, game-changing. And with Microsoft putting money into it, uh, they're afraid. So they're kind of being asked, okay, where do we go from here? Um, but Google is one that the algorithm had you buy in around 90. Anything under 90, legend buy. Anything under 100, it's a good buy. I'm telling you, when you go over to Finviz, just look at the PE on this one. Remember the PE on Tesla was 30, 40? The forward PE was 30. This one's 19. Performance year to date, you're up 11%. Uh, the 52-week high is 152. You're 34% below that. You're only 18% above your 52-week low of 83. Uh, this is one where the earnings per share, if we go into a recession because uh, uh, advertising will go down, this one might get hurt. So if your outlook is one year, I don't know that you necessarily trade uh, Google here because your RSI is at 77. Um, your MACD is crossing up. I mean, it's just way up above the oscillator historically. And your earnings are coming up next week, February 2nd. So I don't know that you necessarily trade this one, but the earnings could be a catalyst for this. It could also be where they bring their earnings down. Um, and you could see this back in the 80s. So make your determination what kind of buy you want. But Google is definitely a name that I would say, if you're going to add to it, add to it. Add to it now. Anything under 100, I think, is pretty good. Microsoft is another one. Uh, the, the Wall Street Bets crowd was mentioning. And Microsoft is one, I say anything under 240, just buy it. Don't try and time this thing. Don't think that, hey, it's going to go down to 228. They put $10 billion into chat GPT. They're laying people off. They're cutting their business. They're going to grow. They're a good cloud company. They have Xbox. They're trying to complete that um, Activision Blizzard. Um, you know, They're fighting that in, in, in court. You're just crossing up on the 200-day. I, I would say probably wait till to under 240 to get it. Right now you're trading at 241. It's up 0.63%. Put in a buy for 239. You know, say you want one share, just buy 100, you know, one share. Somebody was telling me, well, you know, uh, I only have $50. I can't buy a share of Microsoft. Bullshit. You can buy $5 in Microsoft if you want. Um, it's called fractional shares. Just buy it. I mean, again, you don't have to buy a full share. Um, you know, that's what I'm doing in my thousand dollar, uh, Weeple account. I'm just buying small, small shares. I have to be careful because I'm under the $25,000, um, limit and I'm pattern day trader. So those, uh, little buys that you see me do on, uh, GSN and other, you know, bed, bath and beyond, I should be doing that in my fidelity account, not in my Weeble account, just so I don't get caught in a trade. Uh, but if you are in under $25,000 in an account under $25,000. Do not day trade unless you are sure that you have uh, trades to get out of a risky position. Uh, the next one, Apple. I just went over Apple for the, uh, the folks. Apple is you know, 25, 40% of my portfolio. I don't even count it. It is the large majority of my portfolio. Uh, it is in this ascending triangle, ascending wedge, whatever you want to call it. It's breaking out of that today. Anything under 140 in Apple, I think you're getting brought up to 150. If you want 
just tune into the, the YouTube channel and type in Apple. I have a great look at that one. Um, you're covering this gap up here up to 140. Uh, it's at 139 right now. You're covering it. I mean, it covered it on the, its way down. You're just covering it on its way up. The 200 day is up here at 143. I would expect us until next week when you have the Fed meeting and Apple earnings, I would expect it to be at about 140, 145. And then they're going to announce something and it's going to probably drop. I have a feeling the fourth quarter was worse than, than expected. And, and so we're just in this drive up and then you're going to see it drive back down. So I don't know that I'd you know, necessarily wait if you have a five-year time frame. If you have a one-year time frame, I'd probably hold out. I just can't. I, I, don't, I, I don't see all the optimism that people see. Um, I just don't. Um, G Amazon is the next one. You're up 0.05%. I mean, Apple's up 1.42% today, by the way. It's just soaring. Um, Amazon, you had this cross up here at 83. You're at 97. That's an enormous, enormous move in a stock. And that was December 30th. So what, you're 23 days and you've made almost 10%. Um, I'm sorry, almost 20% of your money uh, in this one. And it's a stock that honestly, don't be shy of from just holding this one. I mean, you're, you're going to come up to this 200 day, which is 103. You're probably going to come up to 100 and kind of bounce off it. Their earnings are next week, February 2nd. So there's your look at Wall Street bets mentions for Friday. Um, some of the names that I didn't go over that are on a watch list. Upstart. Upstart is just a trade. This is not a company that you want to own. The algorithm has you buying in at twelve seventy two. You're at eighteen thirteen. I think you come up to this two hundred day at night at twenty dollars. Uh, I think that's your top range, but that's a ten percent move. So I think you could probably get into this one and look at that. The problem is again, this is just a play and it's a hypothesis. There is no reason to think that that's going to happen other than we're in a pretty good upward trend. You're above that nine day. I saw this one and I said, you know, this might be a good play. If you're trading options, I think that's a good, good, a better strategy to make more money. You could lose more money. Understand that just options are a little bit uh, more risky. PayPal. There was a report this morning. Um, that JP Morgan, Bank of America, Wells Fargo are creating a digital wallet to go up against Apple Pay, Google Pay, PayPal. Um, and Zelle was supposed to be that. Uh, I have Zelle through my bank. I mean, I use these digital wallets. I don't use Apple Pay exclusively. Um, but if JP Morgan, Bank of America, and Wells Fargo are going into a, a wallet, you best believe their, their members are going to be using that wallet. So I, I would probably look at getting into those banks, JP Morgan, Bank of America, we've talked about. Um, it is in the core portfolio. And Bank of America here uh, is right up against the 200-day, just got you out with a 4% gain. Um, the RSI is in no man's land at 45. The MACD is kind of crossing down. You had your earnings. Banks probably are just on too much of a run right now. Um, I'd say that you probably come down to this 50 day. You had this death cross, but the 50 day is now positive at 3338. Um, you're trading at 3384. I, I think this is a $40 stock at some point in time this year. Just my guess, but I think it, it is. But if we go back to PayPal, uh, this is one that I personally own at a significantly higher price. I think it's around $200, embarrassing to say. Uh, but the algorithm got you in at 68, you're at 78. There is a gap down here, 73 to 71. But you are in an upward trend that took a little break and you're starting to get some confirmation again. That's why I say uh, there's this gap here that starts at 79 to uh, 82, which is right about where the 200-day is. That's why I kind of bring it up. Their earnings are coming up next week, February 9th, maybe two weeks, two weeks from now. The, the RSI is in no man's land. Again, I, I, I don't know for sure. I'm just kind of saying, hey, this one could move um, and you want to keep your eye on it. Carvana. This is a short squeeze. And by the way, my podcast is brought to you by Carvana. Um, <laughs> um, the, uh, the, the Carvana is the sponsor on, um, on Spotify. 
ironic it switched from uh and i think melly is the sponsor in mexico still um but someone will have to tell us um do 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 okay uh rsi is at 60 this is carvana i mean it's a short squeeze again don't hold it for more than more than a few hours i could trade that one coin uh we've talked about crypto being crazy i've traded mara and i'll, I'll look at that one as well coin is one that has had a huge bounce 3519 um which is right here december 23rd in the algorithm you're at $54, $54 a share touching this 200 day. Um, this is one that I would expect to touch the 200 day like it did August, like it did in September, like it did in October, like it did in uh, November, and then just break down. So I, I wouldn't expect this one to continue going, but with Bitcoin up above 23,000 this weekend, it's crazy good. And coin is a way to play it. You could also play Mara. Uh, Mara is one that I traded, I think it was last week or the week before, uh, 390. The algorithm still has you in at 821. You can see that it touched that 200 day at about $9 and then just broke down. And it came back down to about seven, back up at eight. Uh, to break through that, you're going to have to see a pretty good move in this one to break through that. We'll bring it back here to the highs. And you can see a volume shelf that kind of is up here at $10. So I, I think you do have a catalyst to move up there. You're just going to have to see a, a, a pretty good move off of this $8.82. But it's up, uh, what, 2% today? So it's a pretty good move. Um, I talked about Zip Trader Shorts. GNS was one. LYT is one. This is the same kind of thing. Uh, and Hellbiz, HLBZ. Charlie believes that these could move. So if you're trading, day trading within an hour, those are ones. COSM is one as well. Uh, Elliott Management took a stake in Salesforce. They're saying it's a friendly stake, but this is the same company that took a stake in Pinterest. And we'll look at Pinterest after this. CRM, their earnings are coming up uh, February 28th. So it's later in the month, next month. The, uh, the MACD is crossing up a little high. This one has had you in. The algorithm's had you in since 135, which is a great buy. Uh, you've crossed the 200-day. You've got the 200-day as support level, 148. So if you're buying this at 153, I would say 148 is, is probably the one to uh, kind of hang out there. Um, and you've got this move of the 50-day. If you get a golden cross of the 50-day above the 200-day, remember what happened here. Take a look. August, it just moved up. And then came right back down. And that's what I'd be, I would be nervous about here. The one good thing it, that you have is Elliott Management took a stake in it. And Elliott Management took a stake in Pinterest as well. And we can look at the day that uh, Elliott Management took a, a, an interest in Pinterest because there was this gap. I think it was, it was back here, I think, uh, November. And so that gap down here at 21. Today you're at 26. So... Elliott Management knows what they're doing when they take a stake in here. Uh, Spotify announced layoffs. Spotify is the host of this, uh, this podcast. They give me advertising dollars. I think I make, and, and honest to God, um, I guess if people are buying State Farm insurance, if people are buying Carvana, it makes sense. I don't know. You guys will have to tell me. But they pay me somewhere in the neighborhood of, but depending on how many people listen, anywhere from two dollars to five or six dollars a day in advertising revenue, um, and that's what they share with me. So I don't know that they necessarily are making money because that does seem like a lot of money to pay someone like me. And if they're paying me that amount of money, what are they paying others? But they did announce layoffs, and the CEO said, "Hey, we overspent um, on headcount." Their earnings are coming up January 30th, so next week. It'll be interesting to see, uh, or hear, I should say. You've got this golden cross coming up here. Um, about 86 is where the 200-day is. The, the 50 days at 83. If you get that golden cross, that could be a bull. The algorithm had you in December 21st at $78. You're at $100 right now. You've got this gap within kind of range between 106 and 109. Trading at $100, it might be worth thinking that, hey, I might be able to fill this gap if their earnings come out with something good. 
if they raise their guidance, make no mistake, go into Finviz, this company is not making money. They're spending money hand over fist. I do like the CEO. I like their vision. Year to date, you're up 24%. You're down 51% from your 52-week high, 45% above your 52-week low. Um, so you're right in the middle of this trading range. Uh, I use it. I haven't bought into this. I don't know why. I just don't know why. Uh, Avaya. We talked about Avaya because my friend actually works here. Um, and we talked about it having a pretty good catalyst here uh, around their last earnings. And I think it was, do, 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 um, yeah, I think it was, no, it was December. It was December where it was like trading around a dollar. Uh, and I said, hey, there might be some good news. It was bad news and it continues to be bad news. So I wanted to bring this up just because I told him I would. Uh, but Avaya is not a buy. Uh, let's look at Boyle. Boyle and KOLD. Boyle is up. Let me just check Active Trader Pro to see where Boyle is. Uh, this trades on the futures of natural gas. And it is up 8.8% at 10.17. It got to 10.19. So it's trading at its day's high right now. Um, it is up. You can see it is still not. I mean, this one had you in at $14. Still has you. Uh, it got you out the next. I'm sorry, the next candle. Still doesn't have confirmation. Uh, doesn't say, hey, this is going to run huge um, to me at all. Uh, if you're in the Northeast, if you're in the South, we've had an extremely warm uh, weather. You can see the volume, the volume, see that blue line? That's the daily average volume. Look at how low it was here when it was pumping. Now it's gotten some, some, some kind of rejuvenation, but it still hasn't been enough to push the stock higher. All you have are traders here. And when you pull this, to its most recent highs, which was November, the entire volume is down here between 12 and 10. I mean, there's nobody holding this uh, up here. There's no volume level that's going to pull it up. There's no catalyst on this. Um, you're heading into summer. I would be very wary of buying Boyle here. On the inverse, KOLD um, has had all of the volume um, uh, decrease that Boyle had. People are just betting on Boyle. And I don't like betting. Uh, I don't think the betting, you know, creates anything. But the December 19th, $17.40. I mean, this was, I was talking about this November 29th at $12. You're at $41 with confirmation. It's not breaking down. It is still above that 21 day. It's touching the nine day. If you've got profits in this, the RSI is at 60. It's in no man's land, obviously super high. Um, the MACD is crossing up on this crazy level. Um, but this one is just in a range where it makes sense. It doesn't make sense to bet against it. Um, you know, right now you're starting to see the, the beginnings of a button hook. Uh, but does it button hook? I don't know. I mean, that 200-day just started moving positive. The 50-day bounced off it and just soared. So uh, if you look at the, um, the volume perspective, we bring it back here, uh, all of the support level is between 14 and 13. Nobody's buying up here, at least not in huge volumes. The people down here are still holding. So that's where people are holding. If that's where people are holding, then you can assume that this one is probably still going to go up because they're not selling. The majority of people are holding down here. So I, I, I just, again, people have asked about Boyle, blah, blah, blah. Weekly stock picks. If you don't follow him on Twitter, follow him on Twitter. Uh, I think it's my weekly stock. Um, he has an algorithm that is based on the Dow, based on momentum. Uh, this week's pick, again, is CAT. I think it's been the past three weeks. Um, I got in last week, small position, uh, lost money last week, but CAT is one of those you don't mind holding. It is expensive. Just mind you, his algorithm is based on Dow, I believe. So it's only 30 stocks. Um, it, the, the PE is 18. And if you look at industrials, um, their PEs are just not super, super high. 
I mean, look at American Airlines. We can look at um, this PE. I mean, it's nine forward PE. They're they're reporting next week. But his his pick is Cat, and 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 you can see from Cat there is this gap at one ninety eight to two oh eight. You're trading at two forty nine. There's a volume shelf here up here between I'd say two twenty five and two forty. That is fairly strong um, to support it uh, from going down to that gap. And the gap is from the earnings back in October. You've got earnings coming up January 30th. So this later, or early next week. Um, but uh, again, I will point out, I'm going to start going over my scans now. Oh, let's look at DRV. One uh, look at DRV. Um, DRV. It has this cross up here on the algorithm. And if you don't know, this is a three-time bear um, on the real estate sector. So if real estate starts crashing, this one will go up. Uh, the algorithm on January 20th last week crossed up at 45.95. You're trading at 44.91. Doesn't mean that you should get out if you're in. Uh, if you're uncomfortable with it, the, the day after it went all the way up to 46.08. Um, I'm sorry. 47.87. So you went from 45 to 49, a nice 5% gain, 6% gain, somewhere around there. It's triple levered. So you have to be sure that you're, you're comfortable with this. For instance, I got in at SQQQ at, I think it was 48.20 and we're down at 43. I think it was a 48.20. I saw this button hook and I'm like, yeah, 47.96. Uh, I got in at 48.20. I kind of timed it. This got you out with an 8% loss. I'm probably at an 8% loss now. It's a small position. Um, I just did it wrong. The RSI is down at 32. So um, DRV, though, is an interesting one in that I don't know that I necessarily believe that the real estate sector is going down. Uh, I think it was KB Homes or somebody came out, uh, or it was DR Horton, came out with pretty good earnings. So the 50-day is kind of moving a little bit up on DRV, but it hasn't made a, a bold move. The 9-day is trending down. The 21-day is trending down. The 200-day the is still trending up. Um, so your long-terms are still trending a little bit upward, although the 50-day is kind of moving. So you're kind of in this no-man's land. I don't know that I, I, I would take a side on this one just yet. I bet on SQQQ and I bet wrong. Um, and I'll probably sell out of that one. I'm in a, a my small Webull account. So it was super small, small buy. Um, I do have, to, as I'm going into scans right now, I do have to mention if you have um, TrendSpider, go and do the scans for yourself. There were a ton of ARCs. Uh, there were a ton of uh, uh, NASDAQ 100s that crossed up and present buying opportunities. Um, one that uh, is in our core portfolio is Qualcomm. This one is a secondary cross-up. The first cross-up happened on December 30th at 107. I've said anything under 110 on this one is a fantastic buy. I think I've said 170 was a great buy on this one. I think I said 150 was a great buy on this one. I think this is just one that you buy and hold. It's got a good dividend to go along with it. So you look at Qualcomm on Finviz, 2.44%. The PE is not crazy at 10 not crazy at all. Year to date, you're up 11%. Your 52-week range is between 101 and 192. So you've got a good opportunity to get, get in here. 128, the RSI is at 69. Their earnings are coming up next week, February 2nd, right around all the other tech earnings. Their ex-dividend date is March 1st. Um, the MACD, is, again, it's a secondary cross-up. Big move. Created a gap. If it doesn't get down to 123, you created a gap here. So I don't know that I'd necessarily get in here, but you're above the 200-day. Your 50-day is moving uh, positive. Your 200-day is starting to turn. Your 9 and your 21, obviously, are huge, huge positive. XLK, Spider Technology. This is one that I personally own. I don't trade this one. Uh, it got you in at 123 on December 30th. This is a secondary cross-up. Huge secondary cross-up. Your RSI is at 66. A little bit strong. A uh, little bit strong for you, but it's above the 200-day. I would say if you're looking to buy this one, I would probably wait till it gets back down into the 127. But technology has been on a move, and with XLK having secondary cross-up, you could see a secondary move on all the technology stocks. It's just an interesting one. Square 
has a secondary cross up in this uh, ascending triangle and you've broken out uh, 78. Now there is a gap up here that's under the 200 day between 81 and 84. Um, you've obviously got this triangle and you've broken out. You're above the Bollinger Bands. Uh, the RSI is at 70. Kind of crazy to think that it could still run. But this is one that has just been beaten down so much. All of these pay, um, advanced pay services, Square, um, uh, Block, I should say, PayPal. Uh, it, it's 52-week high is 149, and you're 47% below that one. Now, it's not making money. It's forward PE is 44.51. Their earnings are coming up on do, 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 February 23rd. If they announce for some reason that they're making money, holy crap, get ready for this to explode. And the market has exploded up, by the way. Uh, wow, I'm seeing big moves in Costco, uh, Apple, uh, Devon Energy. Um, I'm seeing a big move in Moderna, 2%. Uh, Pan W, which is Palo Alto Networks. Qualcomm is up 4%. Shopify is up 6%. Um, TSM, Taiwan Semiconductor, up 3%. So, and this is just live. But your next move in my personal portfolio that I own is an ETF, iShares Expanded Tech Sector EP ETF. This is IGM, I Gary Mary. I Gary Mary. <laughs> um, 276 was the cross up. And you are up at 305, 306, just above the Bollinger Bands. It's crazy big, crazy big um, move. I don't know that I'd necessarily buy down here. You just cross the 200-day. But I do own this ETF. It's got a pretty good dividend from what I remember. Let me see. 0.49%, um, so it's not crazy. Year-to-date, you're up 8%. It's 24% below its 52-week uh, high of 407 so I've held on the way down. I'm not trading this one. I buy and hold. This is one that I just buy and hold. VEA, which is developing markets. This is part of our Vanguard uh, watch list uh, ETF. And this one had a secondary cross-up. The initial cross-up was December 29th at 42.45. Right now you're at 45. It's a secondary cross-up. The RSI is super high. I don't know that I'd necessarily get in this, but if you believe in the developed markets, this is one that you just buy and hold. Uh, let's see, VEA. Let's see what their dividend is. 4.39% dividend. So it's just one that's going to compound. You're going to trade here probably between, I'd say, 30, 40, and 45. Um, during the year, it's probably going to just continue up. Another one that is a Vanguard that had a cross-up. Vanguard International, VXUS. Uh, this is a secondary cross-up as well. Had a couple of buys here at 52. You're up at 56 right now. Uh, the RSI is at 76, so it's super expensive. Um, this is one, let's see, VXUX. Let's look at the uh, dividend, 4.54% dividend. So pretty good dividend on that one too. Some of the spider sectors that crossed up, we talked about XLK, XLC communication services crossed up. This one had a buy-in at 47.65 uh, back on December 27th. You're at 53 right now. So you've had what, 11, 12% move in this one? In an XLC, this is a secondary cross-up. Uh, the RSI is at 74. I would probably not get into this one. I did bring this one up before. I thought that it had a lot of uh, momentum with it because it was above the, those uh, that nine day. It crossed the 200 day. I said at 47, I would be looking at that 200 day. If it doesn't have confirmation and close above that 200 day, I might look at selling this one. I probably would have sold it at this button hook, but it's taken off even more. So... Again, none of us are perfect. None of us, if anybody tells you they know where the market's going and they know that a stock is going higher, either they have insider information or they're just BSing you. Palantir is one that I owned. I took a loss on this one. I'm still restricted from trading it. December 29th, about the time that I sold it, 6.45 was its buy-in. It's crossing up here on a secondary cross at 7.15. I don't know that this one's necessarily a buy because it's basically putting in lower lows. Um. So it's, it's on its way down. Uh, it, it got a cross up. It's still on my list. That's the only reason I bring it up. Another one, the only reason why I bring it up is Splunk. 
SPLK. It's in an upward ascending triangle, uh, a wedge, if you will, and it's kind of breaking out above that. It's, it's held its 200-day uh, ever since January 9th. It had an $89 buy uh, on January 9th, and this is a secondary one right here at $90. It's kind of in this range. I don't know that I'd necessarily buy it here, but I wanted to point it out that it is in my list. It's been brought up before. Um, and you probably made some money on it if you have bought it. But Splunk is one. It, they're not making money. I had a friend just leave the company. Has, didn't, um, didn't speak very highly of it, but knows that uh, the management team is uh, incredibly focused on money. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Uh, Bionano Genomics. This is part of the ARC Fund. Um, and this is one that uh, $1.42 on, on December 30th, the RSI was down at 33. Um, you had to go up. It's a secondary cross up here. The RSI is at 59, so it's not super high. It's just probably going to get to that 200-day at $2, which, again, is a 20% move. So, uh, I'm sorry, a 10% move. So, you've got an opportunity here. Do I think that it's going back up to $3.50? I don't know. Look at the pump. I mean, the pump uh, with that day volume, that's where it went. Could have it again. Um, but BNGO is one. MGNI Magnite. This is a uh another one that is a um an arc and nine dollars ninety-two cents. The algorithm loses you 70%. Buying and holding loses you 73%. The reason why I bring this up is you win 25% of the time. Your average win is 9.59. Since you had this loss, there is a chance that this goes back up. I mean, if you're using this 200 day at 879 as your bounce, you know, if it gets down here, uh, there is this gap between 719 and 586. Could fill it, but your earnings are coming up. So I don't know if you want to research that company. It just came up. One that I do think might be a good buy just because the timing is into it. Into it crossed up here at 397. Now, the algorithm loses you 13%, whereas buying and holding makes you 4%. You win 26% of the time on your candles, your 32 positions. So 26% of those 32 positions you win. Your average win is 10.69%. So there, there is an opportunity. You just crossed your ex-dividend date, which was on January 9th, but your earnings are coming up February 23rd, later uh, next month. Now, you do have, if you pull this back to its recent highs, you're in this trading range and you're just kind of hovering around this 200-day and it's using that 200-day as its resistance level at 402, which is where it's trading right now. If you cross above that 200-day and do your research on this one, the 415 is definitely in range and the 430 to 450 gap is in range as well. But Intuit's an interesting one because it is tax time. And if you do your taxes with TurboTax or you use Mint.com, either one of those, um, there's, a, there's an opportunity. We brought up Constellation Energy, I think back here in November. It's a utility. This is one that I used as my gas company. I disconnected from them. They couldn't beat it. You have the death cross. And in a utility where you have the death cross, see back here in June, uh, July, I'm sorry, you had the death cross and it wasn't that long. And then it just took back off. So the question is, is that trend going to be um, the kind of what you see here? It is expensive. CEG um, is expensive. It's not making money. It's forward PE is 18. Uh, hold on. I just typed in wrong. Um, CEG, uh, it has a 0.68% dividend. Year to date, you're down 3%. You're only 15% below your 52-week high. You're 100% above your 52-week low of 41. So do your research on this one. Um, January 17th, RBC Capital outperformed market sector with a price target of 91. You're trading at 82. So if you get back to the 91, all they're doing is saying, hey, it's around the 200 day. That's where it is. Um, let's look at C. <laughs> This is the fun one, uh, to, to quote South Park. Shitty group. Shitty group, which is symbol C, a bank. Secondary cross-up. Uh, after earnings, um, you've got pretty good. I mean, it's solid above that, that Bollinger Band. The RSI is high, 75. 
But banks, in my mind, again, are pretty good um, on the the uh, core portfolio. I'd rather see in Bank of America. It's just a better run company. Um, sorry, BAC. Um, BAC is its PE is ten. Uh, forward PE of of nine. Uh, dividend is two point six. You're thirty two percent below your fifty two week uh, high. You're fifteen percent below above your fifty two week low of twenty nine. I don't think you can time this one, but thirty three dollars seems like a pretty good one. Conversely, the PE on Citigroup is seven. Uh, their dividend is three point nine. So you're making more performance year to date is up twelve percent. So you could bet on the turnaround here, kind of like I did with Wells Fargo. Uh, and I, I'm not doing as well with Wells Fargo. Uh, I think I bought in at 42.50, somewhere around there. Uh, 2% dividend on this one. The PE is 13, though. Uh, and they've got a bit of a bigger turnaround than Citigroup does, but year-to-date performance is at 6%. Citigroup probably was the bet, but you've run a lot. And you're above that 200-day. You're just getting the Golden Cross right here. So um, the Golden Cross happened on a day where it was actually down um, in the 40 range, 48. I don't think you're getting hurt at 50, but it's something to think about. So, okay, great, uh, great questions today. Uh, long podcast, but it, it was due because we do have, it's a, I didn't even get to the earnings this week. Um, your earnings, Verizon is tomorrow. Microsoft is tomorrow. J&J is tomorrow. Um, you got Boeing on Wednesday, AT&T on Wednesday, Tesla on Wednesday, IBM, which was the stock of the year last year, the tech stock of the year, Lamb Research on Wednesday. Um, you got Southwest and American Airlines uh, on Thursday, Intel and Nokia. Uh, and, and you've got uh, Chevron on Friday, which leads off the energy sector. Um, you've got American Express on Friday. You got Charter Communications on Friday, which had a cross-up. Um, so you do have opportunities in this market, and, and this week presents a good opportunity. I say, you know, the market's not really telling us a whole hell of a lot. We had a good week last week. You got the Fed meeting coming up, and you have what's going to lead the market are the tech sector. And so Microsoft tomorrow is going to be a key factor. Texas Instruments going to be a key factor um, on Tuesday as well. So take a look. Um, you have opportunities out there. I gave you a whole bunch of ideas. If you have any questions, hit me up on the socials. If you made it this far, rate the podcast, hit the five stars on Spotify, go to your library, go to shows on Apple Podcasts, and then hit the five stars up there. I could really use help over there. Um, if you're on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button, hit subscribe. Um, I, I hope that you guys share this one. I hope that you guys enjoy it. I'll be on all this week. Um, I do have on Wednesday a trend, a meeting with TrendSpider, and we're going to be recording it. So if you have any, if you're subscribed to TrendSpider and you have any questions that you want to ask one of their, um, their educators, just let me know. Uh, we're going to be going over the market scanner, the strategy tester, uh, some of the uh, how to set up groups, um, your own kind of watch list, how to scan multiple watch lists, some of the indicators that I don't use. Uh, I've asked them to kind of go over as well because there is a lot more to Trend Spider than what I actually show you. Significantly more than what I show you. Ooh, Cleveland Cliffs is coming down here towards 20. Um, so if you have any questions, hit me up. Okay, take care.